Dear listeners, welcome to this podcast. Um, this podcast will be divided in three parts. Um, the first one is what it takes to actually learn a language. So the whole ecosystem of the process of learning a language, the factors and everything that's inherent in the learning process of a language, of a new language. Uh, the second is the fallacy of the fluency, and that will <clears throat> deal with fluency, what is actually fluency, uh, what it takes to achieve fluency, <clears throat> the possibilities, the practicalities, and the fantasies as well. Therefore, the fallacy of the fluency. And lastly, um, the last part is called Beware the Polyglots. Uh, so, let's jump right in and um, begin with the first part, what it takes to actually learn a language. If I would learn a new language, before I even start, I have to ask myself a very important question, and I need to answer it as clear as possible before I even adventure myself into learning a new language, which indeed is a big, long uh, and uh, arduous adventure. So the question is quite simple. Why do I want to learn a language. Why do I want to learn this language? And if I cannot give myself a clear answer which makes sense to me, then I shouldn't even um, try because it will be, uh, in practical terms, it will be a waste of time. Regardless of the waste of time, it will be an experience and I will learn a few things. Just to give an example, every time I tried and I began to learn a new language, I had this very easygoing attitude that I can do this in a matter of months because of my uh, self-confidence and uh, also my ignorance about, uh, well, about the language in itself, not so much about the process of the language. Uh, so let's put this this way. There are two fundamental pillars that will define whether you will be successful or not in learning a new language. 
And these two fundamental pillars are passion, passion or motivation, passion, motivation, or even interest in learning a language. So this is to say, I am very passionate about this specific language, not about learning, not passionate about learning something new. It is the object of learning, in this case, this specific language. So I have to be very passionate. I have to have a strong interest and motivation in learning it. And many things can trigger this. One can be the culture of this specific, the culture that is attached to this specific language or the tradition or the music or sometimes even people that are attached to this language. Maybe I listened to a song, as it happened to me recently, I listened to a Persian song, and to put it romantically, I fell in love with that song, and then a passion in me was triggered, and it gave me this interest, hmm, maybe I want to learn this language, or I would like to learn this language to be able to understand this song and to sing it, um, in the original language with a perfect accent with a perfect tonation and I want to understand what I think so I have a big passion and that will drive the process of my learning before I step uh, to the next fundamental factor I'll just add a few notes on this one that passion is a bumpy road Motivation is a bumpy road because it will never be constant. Perhaps I shouldn't say never. Maybe there are people who can manage a constant and uh, a steady um, flow of passion and motivation. They, they don't lose it. They keep it um, straight and steady for the amount that is needed. And by the way, when there is passion and motivation in learning a language, in my experience, is the easiest and quickest road to um, achieve success in this matter. The second one is, so the second fundamental pillar is the need or obligation. So, compared to the passion and motivation, where there is no need, unless we create it, which we can also do that. But this is a specific need or an obligation. That's why I say also obligation. So you are in a, a foreign country, in a foreign culture, uh, and you, you're working there, or you, you have your business, or you are married, uh, or you just just to want to live in this country, or you have no other choice, I don't know. But there is this uh, central need uh, and obligation to learn it. Otherwise, you cannot communicate. So these, these are countries where you don't have a second or third language that you can communicate in, which is quite rare nowadays, because everywhere you can find English speakers. Um, 
but it is this need or obligation that will create this fertile soil uh, which will give the fruit of your learning. So to conclude, if there is none of this, if on one hand there is no passion and no, no, no motivation, uh, on the other hand there is no need or obligation in learning a language and we are just, let's say, playing around, we are just uh, half interested, we are just, uh, I don't know, imagining Oh, I could do this. Uh, it's so nice. Or, or I just want to be famous uh, by being a polyglot. Or I want to learn it uh, just to uh, sh show it up. Um, I would say it's it's um, it's quite impossible because as soon as you start, you will have to rely on one of these two factors: either you're passionate or you need to learn. Because if you don't you will struggle, you will uh, face uh, continuous difficulties because communication is fundamental in all our um, relationships. <clears throat> so uh, that's the first um, part. Then we continue towards the second, and that is uh, language ecosystem uh, in which we are going to deal with the interdependence of the language. So, so in what way is the language interdependent and also interconnected with all the other factors as culture, society, tradition, music and arts and literature and also history. So there is no way we can exclude language and put it in this theoretical um, panorama in which it's all just about words and rules and, uh, and kind of mechanize it and believe that, that we will achieve fluency or any deep understanding of the language. There is no way, because in fact, language itself is, if not a direct product, is absolutely interconnected. That's why the word ecosystem, with all these other factors that I just mentioned, like culture, tradition, history, literature, and um, language also has a kind of um, um, evolutionary uh, line. So we are all aware that in any given country, let's take Portugal for example, the Portuguese that is spoken today it is not the same Portuguese that was spoken, let's say, 40 years ago or 60 or 100. Same with English, same with German, and the same with all other languages. So language is adapting to the times, uh, to the period, 
in which uh, we find ourselves and everything else that's happening. So this is just an example to, to understand how sensitive is language to all the other factors. So when culture changes, when society changes, also the language change. What I want to mean with this is that it's only to mean that it's interconnected with all these factors so we can in no way avoid them or disregard them. Um, another aspect uh, I want to mention is now in a more practical sense, words, for example, words are connected to emotions and to experience. So in learning a new language, let's imagine two different scenarios. It's a, one scenario is you sitting at home at your desk and you are learning a new language. And uh, you go through all this process of uh, theory and uh, you're reading books and you're listening to people uh, online uh, teaching the language or talking about the language. And most of the times it's just the language. Uh, at least of what I have seen, um, it's only the language aspect. Um, there is not so much of the culture background. There's not so much of the um, of the cultural, societal, historical background to kind of give you an idea. Of, when I mean societal, it's like it's like talking about the mentality of the people that shapes the language, the way of thinking, which is directly uh, correlated to the language. Mm. So in this scenario, we have this scenario, and then we have the other scenario where one is in place with the locals, and one is living with the people who speak this language. One has to interact with them. One has to live with them. One has to exchange with them. And now imagine all the living experience um, compared to that other experience, that in other scenario where we are just sitting on our desk and we are going through books and, uh, and videos. So this is to say, for example, that it's in, in the, the, the second scenario, it's an organic scenario. And the way of learning that language, so we take two people, one person is learning at the desk, the other person is learning on the field with a life experience. And we can say they're both intermediate level. Even in this intermediate level, one of them, it's organic intermediate level. And by organic, I mean that this intermediate level is a deep understanding. Even though it's intermediate, it has a deeper understanding of the language than the person who, with great efforts, of course, managed to achieve an intermediate level at a, at a foreign language just from tools like uh, computer internet and books and researches and all of that. Um, yeah, so um, words, emotions, and experience. The person who has experienced uh, the life 
connected to this language. That language is, is much more, has, has gained roots. The words which are spoken are attached to emotions that were felt when this experience happened. Emotions that are felt in an exchange with people, emotions that are felt um, in the uh, daily life uh, that a person goes through learning that language. And uh, this emotional uh, aspect is uh, quite um, non-existent in a scenario which is mostly theoretical. Um, <clears throat> so let's um, talk a little bit about the process of learning. So more into the theoretical side now that I mentioned it so much. Um, process of learning is, is, is quite unique um, because each language has an order, has its own order. So depending also on who you are, what is your native tongue, um, each language, each extra language that you will learn, that you will acquire, according to your background, will have specific order. So you cannot apply the same order uh, to all of them. Um, also, this is to say that each person has a unique learning organism. Some people have a great um, sound memory. Uh, other people have a great awareness of image, so they have a good image or imagery memory. Um, other people are very fond and uh, versed with words, so they rely more on written content. Other people are more relied on on experience. They just want to go on the streets and, and they have a they are more social. They're more extroverted, so to say. So each person has their own unique organism and that's why the process of, lang of learning a language cannot be um, mechanized and then applied to everyone else. And that is one of the big problems with um, language schools and courses and all that. It's, and that's why also some students have, uh, they learn quicker or better than, than others. Uh, not necessarily because they have better abilities or not, just because that that um, approach fits them better. Also, I, I didn't mention really this this aspect, which is so central. Learning a new language is literally growing a new member, uh, or if you like to to think it in other ways, it's literally opening like a new room in your mind new, or uh, some people refer to it as a character a new language is a new character indeed is a new character and not only that the, the old character so when you start learning a language you are a certain kind of person with certain characteristics and when in the process of learning a new language, you have to sacrifice 
uh, a lot of that old self in order to gain a new self. This is not to say that you have to leave the old self behind in order, in order to gain a new self, but, but there will definitely be this sacrificial uh, factor in it. Um, practically speaking, one has to put great effort and discipline into it. So, so apart from learning uh, the language in itself, one actually improves uh, improves him or herself um, to a degree that that is 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 quite visible to how I began, where was I when I began, and where am I now? So you literally develop new, you grow, you have new branches. And the mind expands to, to a completely new way of thinking and of seeing the world. Um, all right, this is all for now. And we will continue on the next one with the fallacy of the fluency. Thanks for listening. And I would appreciate uh, some of your feedback.